Welcome to How To Be A Dad, a Dadsnet original podcast. On today's episode, congratulations, you're pregnant. How To Be A Dad podcast. How To Be A Dad is a podcast about dads sharing memories and experiences. It's open, it's honest, it's truthful, it's, it's more anecdotes than advice. This episode is all about being pregnant, or rather, it's all about your partner being pregnant, unless you know something I don't. Um, Pregnancy is, it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Essentially, you're taking the person you care about the most in the world, and you're watching them just grow out of all the clothes they love, feel exhausted all the time, just not get comfortable, not be able to drink wine or eat cheese and all that. It's because of you. You did that. Well done. Nobody should not be able to eat cheese. That's not fair. Now, as you might already know, if you're going through this, and certainly as you're going to hear on this episode, there are just there are so many aspects to the whole pregnancy journey, for, just for dads. Um, for example, it's weird because normally the mother gets all the eating habits. You know, she gets all the cravings. Yeah. It was me. I had it. On the scans and things, nothing said there was going to be anything kind of physically wrong with him or. Uh, and now he's under pretty much every kind of specialist known to him. Right, okay. He's putting stickers on his mum's head. <laughs> <laughs> the pregnancy was good given we were in a lockdown. We had a good time with it. And, and I say this, and if my wife heard me saying this, <laughs> she would probably clap me around the head. And if you're about to become a dad, then uh, this is our gift to you. I'm going to offer you something that I really wish I had, or at least I'd thought of. Um, before I had my first. I'm going to be chatting with Bethany Dempsey. She's the author of So, You're Going to Be a Dad? Now what? Like at night, I'd be sitting there and my feet would be all swollen. And eventually he would get the hint to fill the washing up bowl with cold water and I used to just dip my feet in that. And then, you know, I could deal with him for another five or ten minutes after that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's all coming up on the show, so let's crack on. We haven't got nine months, you know. This is How To Be A Dad, the pregnancy episode. How To Be A Dad podcast with Al Booth. Right, so you've got a new baby. Congratulations. It's amazing, isn't it? I hope you're doing really, really well. Um, Do you know what? It all just boils down to three things. One, feed them. Two, change them. Three, protect them from germs to help keep them healthy. If you do those three things in any order, you should be set. And you're probably doing them already. Of course you are. Um, Now, during this series, you're going to hear loads of stories from other dads that cover all of those things. But before we dive in, I just wanted to talk to you about something to help keep your baby protected from germs and just keep them as healthy as long as possible. Milton, the expert in baby sterilising, has sponsored the How To Be A Dad podcast and they are all about helping you keep you and your baby free from as many harmful germs as possible and all about keeping them healthy too. They have a plant-based hygiene range that includes a baby bottle cleaner, antibacterial wipes and spray, plus a foaming hand sanitizer that's suitable for babies from three months. And all the Milton antibacterial products kill 99.9% of germs, including coronavirus. Google Milton to check out the full range of products and that's it. You're good to go. That's all you need. And parenting from this point on will be a piece of cake. No more advice needed. Actually, no. One more bit of advice. Do get some cake because a piece of cake will be great when you're doing late feeding. Oh, just one more bit of advice. If your baby's sleeping, don't go into the room. If you need anything, just wait. You can get that thing later because your baby will wake up. How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. 
First up then, it's uh, Dad of One, Sean. He's from Tamworth. Now, Sean um, is going to be on a special podcast we're doing all about baby loss. He spoke openly to me about he and his partner losing their first child. And you'll hear that on the special episode um, because it's, it's something a lot of us have, have gone through. For this episode, Sean is talking about something that I'm pretty sure none, or at least very few of us, have actually gone through. It was it was really weird. So that whole time was just as as I said earlier, he was going through scans, we're going through private scans, normal NHS scans, and then just trying to just just hang, like cling and pray like please please make this time happen, and it did. Um, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm grateful for it, but the whole process of just going, seeing somebody like—it's weird because normally the mother gets all the eating habits, you know, <laughs> she gets all the cravings. Yeah. It was me. I had it. <laughs> what, legitimately or <laughs> Leg- legit? Seriously, really? mate. Seriously, I was legitimately. Literally, my cousin asking me, "Sean, are you all right?" I said, "Literally, um, it's it does happen. There's a, there's a terminology for it. I can't really. I've never top. heard of it. Yeah. So, what were the cravings then? Wasn't just it was just generally like greediness. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> that's that's what I can describe at the time. It wasn't actually specific things. It was just literally I was eating for her. It felt like I was <laughs> literally my portion size increased. I thought, is this is this real? <laughs> uh, but no, literally, I've I've never experienced it before. Everyone laughed at me when I said oh, I'm I'm eating on behalf of everybody yeah. else. You're eating for three. <laughs> but, uh, literally, I've never experienced it before, and like. She didn't get all that stuff. She didn't get no morning sickness and everything. But I got all the sort Did of you get morning sickness. The, I didn't get morning right. sickness, but I got all the uh, I got all the, the the cravings and wanting stuff, and it's really weird. I'm ne- literally, I, I I can't explain it. No. <laughs> People look at you thinking, really, you went through that. Even even I'm not. Oh, I do love my food, but I've never loved my food that much. Literally, I was eating and eating and eating and eating. <laughs> and and um, seriously, did you lose the baby weight? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never asked a dad. Lazy. But literally, but I think, I don't know what it was, but at the time, literally, I, I could eat for England. I could literally not stop and just, oh, it's just weird. I've, I've never had it before in my life. And I was like, is it? I had to question myself, do I really <laughs> want this? Or are you just doing it for the sake of it? And then the more research, it's obviously now I've re- remembered the name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's re- really weird. It's just n- never experienced that ever in my life. Right, and, and it, we need to look into that. I need to find out more about that. <laughs> you, you, you meant to be having that, not yeah. me. <laughs> oh, well done though. You took one for the team. That's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it was seriously, mate. Uh, I'm I'm not kidding you. It was weird. Were you sending your partner out for McDonald's at three in the morning? <laughs> I wish, but uh, I, at, at the time I was gigging. You see, right. so I was gigging. I was here, there, and everywhere whilst that was doing. So that probably probably added to the fire as well. Not, not experienced it since only during those nine months how to be a dad podcast with al booth that's sean from tamworth now he's going to be talking about baby loss on uh how to be a dad special podcast as is dave from hull dave is a dad of three in this episode though he's talking about that the huge thing the thing about choosing names it's all very well having names in your head but it's that thing of, of when you actually have to sit down and compromise so um Here's Dave, how he chose names for his children. Hello. Hey, Ruben. Hello. You say hello. 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 <laughs> that's it, that's fair. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then, so, what was the, the pregnancy like with Ruben? Um, we found out it was a boy and kind of, oh my days, it might be just boys that we're going to kind of lose. Um, a bit, again, a bit twitchy, nothing on the scans and things, nothing said there was going to any, be anything kind of physically wrong with him or kind of going through the motions with scans and whatnot. Uh, it wasn't until he was born that we found, found that he had issues uh, and now he's under pretty much every kind of specialist known to them. Right, okay. Ella just kind of happened, uh, uh, that was Paige's, my wife's preference for a girl's name, so I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, Ruben, we agreed on Ruben after we went through a few, like three or four different names. Uh, my missus, she wanted Teddy and I wanted Hunter and yeah. we kind of agreed, we, we agreed on Ruben after a lot of compromising. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, traditionally in her family, she, the, the first name begins with an M and then the surname. Right. So her, dad, her dad's called Mark. His grandson, Paige's child, is called Mason. So it's it's always had an M at the beginning. Right. So Ruben's got that in his middle name as opposed to... Oh, right, okay. To, as opposed to the beginning. Yeah, so it's... Uh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, how you doing? I'm Al Booth and this is the pregnancy episode of the How To Be A Dad podcast from the Dad's Net. Uh, now, if you listen to episode one of the podcast, the Finding Out episode, you'll have heard Tom from Wales. If you haven't, have a listen. You'll hear Tom from Wales. Uh, he's back for episode two. He's talking pregnancy. This is Tom. To be fair, we were very lucky. Um, we, she was very lucky. Um, I was very lucky because she was okay. Um, <laughs> she, you know, I, I, again, everyone's got different stories and not until you talk to people, you realise how, how different it is for everyone. But no, Kat, was, Kat, Kat did very well. She actually lost weight during pregnancy, which um, got her a lot of stick from other women. So she went right off coffee and uh, chocolate and stuff like that. So she was, it, it was pretty smooth. There was only one or two moments we had, um, oh God, where were we? It was pretty, pretty far along. And um, we've done all the scans and all that kind of stuff. And then you're in that period where you, you haven't got a scan due for a while uh, or anything like that. No real checkups, you know, it's it's just it's cooking. And um, he used to kind of come alive in the night and give her a good kick in, in the night as they have one to do. And um, he hadn't the night before. And uh, gone through the day and been pretty quiet. So Kat was getting a bit worried. And then he got into the evening and still nothing. So they're like, right, go to the hospital. They'll scan it just to be sure should be fine you know they're trying to keep you calm so you're driving trying not to drive like a loon at oh god what was it 11 o'clock midnight something like that get in can't find a heartbeat so then you know you're holding hands and you start to cry and i'm like it's fine it's fine it's fine relax man so they put you in a room oh we'll just go and get a scan equipment and then (laughs) his machine it's just got a warm-up it's not been on (laughs) This will take five, ten minutes. You're like, gosh. So while they do, I'm just going to go and get the consultant. Right? There's a nurse and, and then a consultant comes in. And then I swear to God, four other people come in. This is so, this is, um, so, and then so I'm, because I'm, at this point, I'm still calm. I'm like, it's fine. It'll be fine. You just go to sleep. Right? It's a baby. Hmm. And then you have all these people struck in. Now I start to shit because I'm like, why are all these people in here? So, yeah, anyway. Anyway, right, put the jelly on, da da da. What after what seems like an eternity, right? Ready to go, yeah. And they put this, this, the scope, whatever, scan on her belly. And I, again, 
swear straight away she manages the first time puts it there's rufus but he's stretched out so like horizontally normally they're kind of copied up aren't they one way or the other right he's yeah. stretched out a bit like superman imagine superman flying horizontally <laughs> almost waving all right straight away they put it on bumper dumper 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 and he's like that <laughs> and then just the tension just dissipates and goes Boom. he's fine and that in essence i think is parenting jimmy and you 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 just worry all the time. Where are they? Where are they? What are they doing? They're underneath the sofa. They're fine. Um, so yeah, that really, I think that was probably about the only speed bump. You know, Kat did some some pregnancy yoga. She liked that. Um, she yeah, she looked. Uh, she did amazing. She looked amazing. She did proper had the glow about it all. Um, we did all the NCT class because we were kind of newish still. The Worcester didn't really know any people. Um, and um, yeah, got to know some people there again who were expecting and stuff. And um, yeah, the, the pretty much uh, 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 the ride up to pregnant, the, you know, up to the day was was smooth. How to be a dad podcast. Now, depending on your point of view, it's either the worst thing about parenting or the best thing about parenting. Is just that you're just doing it blindfolded. There's no guidebook. You haven't a clue. You can never know it all. Um, and you're just constantly learning all the time. So just when you think you've heard all the buzzwords and you finally understand what LD or DD means on the forums, I'm trying to remember. I, I Little darling, isn't it? Or something. Ah, anyway, uh, there's always something new that crops up. So this happened when I was chatting to Michael Lau. He's a photographer and uh, dad of Kobe. And as it turns out, he's an educator. Have you ever heard the term doula? Do you know what doula is? Go- doula. Oh, a doula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. Why, why do I know that? Because it's a pregnancy support or birth support partner for the mother. Because Yvonne actually considered, we actually interviewed the doula. I had never heard of one, and she'd been obviously kind of Googling stuff. She said, I, I don't know if I wouldn't mind somebody else being there. At which point I was going, well, am I, am I what? <laughs> <laughs> invariably that they are um ladies because they tend to be experienced mothers um, right and uh and she would were you, were you being subbed you're being subbed off i was kind of i felt but it's see, see weirdly enough I, I kind of felt that i was although if she really insisted i would have said yes because like i said yeah. at that point it's almost like whatever whatever you would like but yeah. i mean my family are an hour away her family are in hong kong and ireland so there's nobody apart from my family who, who who's immediate support. Um, so I, I, I understand. And that kind of also, it's like whatever you need, you can have it, you know. So I would have been, I would have been, I would have had to be okay with it if she, if she wanted to. But I, I've got to say, and I did tell her this, and it's not, not secret, that uh, I was I, not, not feeling put out, just feeling kind of like, I think, I think what the biggest thing is, because it's such an intimate moment, I wanted to be close, close. I didn't want to have anybody else. Obviously, the medical team, but that's, again, different kettle of fish. But I didn't really want anybody in between. Uh, but at the same time, I said, I said to Yvonne, if you really want one, then I'll, I'm okay with it. I'll be, I will be, I'll make myself okay with it. It'll be fine. Uh, because whatever makes happy, I wanted it to be as comfortable and as relaxed as humanly possible. She's carrying my child, and she's going to go through a lot of pain and stress, you know, delivering that child. So yeah, I, I think we're always put on that. We're, we're always put in that setting, and right, yeah, no, no problem with it. It's like I said, whatever, 
the mother wants she can have within reason of course um you know yeah. but i mean most people are reasonable and I, I, I didn't see that as an unreasonable request she explained it talked to me and we did interview because she was she she hadn't known about it so i think she just came across on google but she was interested in the idea we never like i said we never we never did it in the end um and to be fair i think with how kobe came out early probably wouldn't not because you have to book and she was quite busy so yeah she would have to book a slot because obviously there's it, it's not just the actual birth i think she's with you to support you kind of close to it and then she's kind of there for a month afterwards to help you with nursing and stuff yeah it, it, yeah it was over a period of about three months we would have had or longer if we wanted her you see i know i know i, I like i said i've never heard of it it was a completely alien concept in it uh, yeah. But it is, it is apparently quite a thriving industry. Um, but I, I, I would have preferred not to, um, in the end, mm. if, uh, Yvonne agreed with me. Um, because, yeah, at the end of the day, I thought, well, we're, we're in, you know, we'd met our, we, you, you, you can't get a feel for the medical staff in that hospital, especially after that yeah. incident. But then, you know, the pre-checks and the, and, and the scans and stuff, and we were very, very, um, relaxed about the whole, you know, they, they seem really nice, really on the ball, really helpful. And, um, yeah, we decided against it in the end. Um, I think, I think it's one of those things where being a first time, first time mother is much more traumatic than being a first time father. <laughs> How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. I love that. I never, if you're, if you had a doula or you're thinking of using a doula, you can get in touch with us um, at the dad's net. By the way, uh, it has made me think this. <clears throat> what do you call a pop star who helps deliver babies? Doula Leaper. <laughs> you can have that one. You're welcome. Right now, finally, we get to our first lockdown dad. Uh, Benji Howard is from Nottingham. He's a rapper known as Kingdom Rapper. And he and his wife welcomed little Callie during the pandemic. She's oh, so cute. We did this. We um, we did it on Zoom. And halfway through, Callie makes a special appearance. And obviously, it's a podcast. So you don't see her, but she's adorable. Um, just before we hear this chat, though, just a word of warning. It does contain scenes of a live nappy change. The pregnancy was good. It was like... My first experience of like of, of being alongside my wife while well, she gets bigger and nine months of kind of all aches and pains and twists and turns. Uh, I think it was good. I think it was, I don't think there was stresses. We didn't have any problems. There wasn't any malfunctions. Um, I think, I think it was pretty straightforward to be fair, given we're in a lockdown. Um, it wasn't straightforward in terms of our appointments and how we did our appointments and, and how we navigated that side of it. But in terms of us being a, a a couple and going through it for the first time, we had a good time with it. And and yeah, bar the last month. What happened in the last month? She just, she just got very kind of like, <laughs> she got very, <laughs> uh, super achy, super tired, needed a wee all the time, obviously. <laughs> Walks were limited to like, 15 minutes so then it was like should we turn around because we don't want to go too far from a wc you know what i mean and sleep sleep deprivation and and stuff kind of probably kicked in in the last month that's that's about it 
I say this, and if my wife heard me saying this, <laughs> she would probably clap clap me around the head and uh, say, no, that's not true, but. That's what I thought. That, yeah, exactly. That's the, whole, that's the whole thing, this podcast. Like I was saying, how was pregnancy? And everyone's like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. All the dad's like, yeah, it was fine. Didn't feel a thing. <laughs> so what what was it like? Because our Sienna was born ten de- no six days before lockdown. Wow. Because when was Callie born? Callie was born on the 2nd of March. Um, and we had just got, we had obviously, we had our wedding planned for, the previous March, the year before, and that just got cancelled. So we had to like navigate that. We still got one sec. She's covering her face up. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> we um we we had to kind of do a makeshift wedding, and then we were kind of getting our head around being a married couple and moving house in lockdown. And then she threw a pregnancy stick at me in like June <laughs> while I was watching UFC and said, um, "Have a look at that." And I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And, uh, it, yeah, it all went from there really. And it was just, it was just, yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot to take in. <laughs> what was, so what have you got? Did you, are you, I'm trying to, I'm, I can't keep up with your life. <laughs> Cause it's exciting, isn't it? Even if, if you're planning it, it's exciting, but how did you find I, it mentally? I don't know if it's properly, I'm being deadly serious when I say this, like, I don't know if it's altogether sunk in yet, even though she's here. I knew I wanted to be a dad, and but, you know, you can say that, and I've been around other people's kids and I've babysat and stuff, and it's great. I can hand them back, though. And I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't have to clean clean bums, and I don't have to get up in the middle of the night, and I don't have to be relied upon 24-7. Um, and then it happens, and it's kind of like you've got this small, tiny baby that, that needs your attention and your care and your love all the time, and... I don't know, it's like, I don't know if you think this, but it's like people I don't know, look at you a bit different when they say, oh, have you got kids? Yeah, I've got kids. All oh, right. I kind of like, is it a right thing for me to say it stands for something kind of thing? They expect you to be a certain type of way now? Oh, you're responsible then. No, completely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's so strange. I'm, you're the first person who said that. And, and I've long thought that because, you know, I am. I love the responsibility. Mm. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm engaged and and... I love the family unit and everything, mm. but I spent my, before I got with Kerry, just, you know, living the free single life and probably going out too much and, you know, as you do when you're young. And mm. and so people I meet now, people who only know me from being a dad, mm. this guy, someone introduced me the other day, he's like, this is Al, he's the most wholesome person in the office. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot to live up to <laughs> isn't it just you better be but purely because <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean you know i probably am now because i've got kids but yeah but but that was based purely on the fact i've got two children yeah yeah and yeah. and you know it was like if you met me 10 years ago you'd have said probably the opposite yeah 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 i get that i feel that I, you know what me myself as well when i would when i'd speak to people my age and stuff like over, over the years and i would say Oh, have you got kids? And they'll be like, yeah, I've got like two girls or I've got, I've got a couple of lads. I, 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 in my heart somewhere, I'd be like, you're responsible. You, you've got a good moral <laughs> compass. You're, you're, I can, yeah. a bit. I can, I can trust you because you've got kids and you, you've got to be a role model. So therefore I can, yeah, there's something about you. If you're a dad or you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a mom, there, there's, you know, you've got this, yeah, you know about unconditional love and care and all these kind of things. So, yeah, like it's weird. It's a weird one. I feel like so much stuff in me. Oh, like honestly, 
straight away so much stuff kind of changed in my heart and my perspective on life like kind of instantly kind of i need to get serious like i you know this girl's going to start growing up and not that i'm like a, a really bad person i do loads of bad things or anything but i was like i really need to set set a great example because as this girl grows up she's going to look at me and she's going to be like oh dad do you smoke or dad do you swear or dad do you don't and i'm like i need to like cut a lot of this crap out you know what i mean uh, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Suppose that could, that's growth that's maturity you know and that's that's like kind of growing up and like you know and yeah. into the role of being a responsible parent um, so i suppose it comes it, you know it comes with the territory i suppose yeah i think so i don't think i've really thought about it too much i'm not not sort of vocalized i didn't realize we'd get this deep so soon but there you go <laughs> I'm just going to sit around my knee. Is that all right? Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> can you hear yeah. it? Yeah, I can hear it. I've heard her all throughout. It's brilliant. Are you a happy girl? She's a happy girl. <laughs> so what was it like then going through pregnancy with those restrictions? I wasn't... I, when Sherelle was going for all her appointments and stuff, obviously I wasn't allowed in or anything. And I, uh, I had to wear obviously face masks and can you can you cut there was all this kind of come early can you you stay here she asked to come in by herself and then when it was kind of like all the scans and stuff it was super kind of like she's in there until the last minute where I can um, so I think um, um, last minute I was able to kind of like um, kind of go in and be like um, hi uh, oh there, there, that's 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 here on the scan is it okay cool i'm out now so i was like always in for the last two minutes and sherelle was going in sherelle had to do a lot of appointments by herself as well um but you know what like yeah probably because i didn't know any different it's not like i had one child before when it wasn't covid and then the next one whoa look how different this has been i've always known it to be a covid pregnancy you know yeah so I suppose it's, it was it's, is it weird to say it's kind of normal for me, kind of? No, thing? I, I guess it is, isn't it? It's like you've got nothing to compare it to, so of course. Yeah. I mean, and at least you got to the scans. That's the thing. But, <laughs> oh, she need changing. Probably. Shall I let you go and get changed? Big love, my friend. I'm, I, here's me cleaning a bum with one hand. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I thought you were doing it. I'm like, fair play to you. No, no, that stuff gets messy. So yeah, I'll let you go. How to be a dad podcast. Hey, hope you're doing well today. Thanks for being here on the How To Be A Dad, the podcast. Um, I'm Al, and in the first episode, we heard Shane tell us how he and his wife bought a dog to find out whether or not they were responsible enough to look after a baby. Turns out they do. They've had two since then. Um, So here is Shane again, remembering the sweet memories of the scans of those two children. And then also a story which... Do you know what? If you're feeling bad about... Maybe you're not giving your partner enough attention or something. Listen to Shane's story. I think you'll feel all right. And you see that scanning, and you ain't got a clue. And you're trying to set pictures on your phone of it. <laughs> yeah. And think, what do I get? Where do I? Because we never had a 3D one, a 4D or whatever. No, it no. was just the black and white, the, the sonic black and white. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. You're there. You're there. It's magical, but at the same time, you've got absolutely no idea what you're looking at. No, I don't know. You're the expert. That's good. <laughs> And I just come out thinking, it's a boy, it's a boy, because I don't know. I didn't do biology. I'm already did human biology. She understands that. And I, I, I literally didn't. No. And I was looking thinking, it's a boy. I can see it's bits. <laughs> and then I weren't. I was, just, I was just seeing something completely yeah. not that. 
Ozina knows. I don't yeah, know, yeah. you know. It's just, and 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 it was. I think that we we didn't find out. We didn't ask. Okay. With with Isabella, our first Isabella, we didn't. I didn't want to know. Every time they said no, Jim said no, 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 don't show us, don't show us, don't. And every time that we went in for a scan of any kind, the first thing I did is when I walked in the room, I said, I don't want to be rude, just please don't even give us any clues. I don't know how this works, but don't give us clues. We don't want to know. And, and Amory just kept laughing at me all the time. I said it the same thing every single time. <laughs> I Was that for both of them? No, no, not for Gina. Because I've had two, you've yeah. had two. What was that, like we say, the, the first time you see the, the scan and everything and the first one, it's it's just incredible because it's unexpected. What's it like the second time round? Because when so, you see the scan, it's still amazing, but everything else seems to be... Yeah. I don't know, how did you find it? Totally different, totally different, Al, because everything was new with Isabella and I don't know if we thought we want to make... We didn't think we want to make everything different. It just happened that way. It was totally different because we went and saw the midwife and as we saw the midwife and I was just going to go on me don't tell us don't tell us and she said I'll tell you what I'm going to do I'm going to write and she took charge she said I'm going to write it and I'm going to put it in this envelope then it's up to you I went no no and she just did it she wrote the the sex of your baby in an envelope and she handed it to us and we both like oh no so we had the scan, we left. And as we left, we went for some lunch in Headingley and we sat in this little cafe in Headingley and we had this envelope on the table and we're both looking at each other, looking at the envelope. We weren't speaking, we couldn't speak. <laughs> we just kept looking and thought, it must be so odd. These We just sat there looking at each other and looking down and we put it in the middle of the cross in the table and we just kept looking at each other and we're like, you know, I don't know. It's just that weird thing. That I, don't, I don't even know what to say. You know, I suppose it's like them, them uh, when they test children and they put the big chocolate cake in front of them and walk out of the room and say, don't eat the cake. Yeah. And then they leave and see if the children eat the cake. That's what it was like. <laughs> well, that, that, what should we do? What should we do? And, and we looked and in the end, we went, I can't remember who said it. It must be between us. We're just like, shall we? Shall we? Well, if that, well, that were it. Like Charlie Bucket. And Joe and his and Grandpa Joe when they're opening the thing for the golden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like that, you know, just a corner. Just do a corner. And we opened the little corner. No, we can't do it. No. And it was that were it. That were more the scene. Charlie Bucket and Grandpa Joe. <laughs> open. And we opened this envelope and we're looking. We're like, no, put it back in, put it back. And then we looked and we're like, Scoop, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. And then we went from this couple that weren't speaking at all to each other for probably 20 minutes right. to just go in ah! <laughs> and get all excited and then just turn around to anyone and go, we're not having a baby, we're not having a baby. Just got so excited. Um, well, there's there's one, one little thing, story before before she were born. I, uh, You know when you have a realisation in life in some things you should do for a living and some you shouldn't? Right. I had a little realisation in life because Amory was, we were told they would have to have a, a, a caesarean again. Amory would have to have a, a caesarean with Gina. So we were due to go in end of July. So it must have been March. So Amory would have been four months pregnant. And I got offered to go on a cruise 
and sing on a cruise. And it was all, I've never done it before, never on a cruise and all. Anyway, it turned out I was like the, the star of the cruise and I was treated like royalty. And I wasn't expecting any of this. I didn't downplay it. I just didn't know. Mm. So before I went, I said to Maria, I've been asked to go on a cruise for 11 days. and I don't know. She said, just go. It's no problem. We could do with the money, the extra money. Go and do it. So I went to a cruise and I, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what I was going to be doing because I'd never done that. And I performed twice. So for six days, all I did every day, because I flew directly to Barbados, I was on a different Caribbean island every day, sunbathing the whole day long, all day. And then it was only up to a few days before my performance, I had some rehearsals with the big band. And I literally did two performances on over 11 days at the end. And Anne-Marie, I'd spoke to Anne-Marie, and Anne-Marie were walking our big boxer dog. She were pushing a pram with Isabella right. at two years old, and she had Gina for five months pregnant in a belly, and it was snowing. Really heavy snow. It was a really strong winter. So she was trying to clamber, and this was a scene. And I had an interview on the radio on the cruise ship, so I was being interviewed and I had to, and, I, and they asked me, am I married? And I told them my story and I painted the picture of Anne-Marie at home with our big dog clambering through the snow with a pram pushing our two-year-old being pregnant with our other baby-to-be. So the thing were, which was terrible, which women realisation point was, while I had the interview, I was being... <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. I, w I, w I had the interview while I was being massaged by three of the girls that run the, the, the massage place. I, had, I was being back massaged. I was having foot therapy and I was being Indian head massaged and I had these, I had all the stones, is it all the stones yeah. down my back? And the thing, that's how they did the interview. <laughs> and when they asked me that question, the girls that were oh. massaging me just literally stopped as though say, Are you having a laugh? <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing? Your wife's there. <laughs> and I thought, Oh, this is so, no matter how much I never drank, I did drink on the cruise, but I just thought, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't, as much as I love this, I can't. I can't come and do this life. Yeah. I can't be this. I can't be this person. I can't do this. It's just not fair. And Amri were amazing. Amri was like, are you having a good time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet she was. Are you yeah. having a good time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gosh. It were unreal. It were oh, unreal. So when I come back at... So Amri, just a trooper. She's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. It just that whole thing about you take your, your partner yeah. or you to a different level. How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. Now, ever since our first was born, mine and Kerry's, uh, my partner, I've been wondering, could I have done better during the pregnancy? And I think about it a lot and hearing all the dad stories for this podcast, Bethany Dempsey is the author of So You're Gonna Be a Dad, Now What? Um, it's brilliant. It's not a textbook. Or it's like an easy to read picture book. It's quite good fun. Have a listen to Bethany and then either prepare to be the best partner ever or like me, just go... I did not do half of that. My partner, Dean, was definitely not ready to be a parent when we got pregnant with Oscar. So that was exciting. 
because he was totally oblivious to what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's easier to talk to a third party rather than sit down with my own partner and say, was I any good? Did I do things right? Because I'm frankly scared of the answers. Um, <laughs> so I thought we would talk to you about what a mum expects from a partner <laughs> I guess. yeah what we expect and what we get are two different things I want <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I imagine that yeah <laughs> I don't know see as a dad you try and and I've spoken to other dads for this podcast and I think we're all pretty much the same going yeah we well, you know we're trying to be sensitive to our partner's needs and and we're there every step of the way and all that but we haven't got a small human growing inside us yeah and you can't physically know what it's like. You can't physically know anything that women go right. When, when were yours born? What months? My oldest... Oh, I nearly forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest uh, is early August. So I gave birth in the very hot weather. Um, yeah. That was not fun. Uh, right. Swelling up and... Yeah, that just... Oh, no. And do you know what? I see, like, ladies now walking around really heavily pregnant in this weather and I think you poor woman you poor poor woman what was you doing last November you silly lady well this is the thing so Alfie our oldest was born in July so similar thing I just remember it being stonkingly hot yeah and I don't know what to do to keep myself cool let alone a pregnant woman it was good when my other half put out like um a paddling pool or even do you know what sometimes like at night I'd be sitting there and my feet would be all swollen and I'd be ratty and I'd look at him like he was you know the worst person in the world um (laughs) and eventually he would get the hint to go and get me the washing up bowl and we used to fill the washing up bowl with cold water and I used to just dip my feet in that and then you know I could deal with him for another five or ten minutes after that before You've done something that's helpful for me. So that that was always good. Never did that. Didn't even think about doing that. Wouldn't know to think about doing that. Yeah. Yeah, the inside paddling pool, isn't it? It's just the only thing (laughs) that I could get hold of to put my fat feet in. Um, was a washing bowl. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so that's a good tip. So this this is kind of why I'm, I'm hoping to speak to you for not just for new dads because it's too late for for us dads who've been through it. I don't oh, think we'll have any more. Over. So I think yeah, yeah. it's it's over. So I, there's nothing I can apart from saying sorry in a different way. <laughs> now when my partner comes home from work, I go, you know, when you were saying you had fat feet, sorry, yeah. didn't think to get the washing up bowl. But hopefully <laughs> there are new dads listening who are who are going through this process. So which you know. Changing yeah. it, we're changing pregnancy via you. So thanks, Beth. Um, what else? What, what else is... Because obviously there's the three trimesters and the only thing I really got... And there's a, a woman I work with who's coming out of trimester two into trimester three. And she was saying that she was she's kind of got quite horny with her partner. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that was my only reference. I watched mm-hmm. Friends and Rachel in Friends yeah. was just really frisky. That's the only When's this happening? part that you're... The only bit I knew about. The only bit I knew about and it yeah. didn't happen. I couldn't have thought of anything worse if I'm completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to be doing, swollen with someone who's kicking my insides, is getting frisky. I just wanted someone not to touch me. I suggested getting a king size bed because at the time I had a double. When I was rolled over, I said, please, please don't come near me. Like, I am hot and sweaty. Someone is kicking me inside all night, so I'm already not getting any sleep. And the thought of someone just daring to breathe down my neck was just, no, (laughs) absolutely not. So 
you know, for them women who get like that, I'm I'm so happy for them because that didn't happen for me. <laughs> See, uh, this is where I'm going wrong because I'm thinking all these these things are like, we've made a baby together. Oh. I'm the most loved person in your life oh, until no. this baby comes along. It's not, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> you're, no. You're, 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 you're responsible for bad things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. So you, you put us through this. You made this tiny human and then we have to deal with everything that goes with it. The swollen feet, the hairy belly. Hairy belly? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. She's my favourite actress, just me? by the way. started making me feel self-conscious. No, but when you're pregnant, um, like you get like extra hormones and stuff and your belly gets like this little like fuzzy fur all over it. Um, and now that you're looking like that, tells me that is just me <laughs> no no it might not be again it's just something you don't notice yeah and I haven't also thought about. you get like a dark line from your belly button all the way down to your, your hoo-ha and yeah, um, yeah. that is apparently it's for like I don't know if it was like for the before times but when the baby came out it was to help them navigate the way up up your body something like that this dark line almost like an arrow to there's the boobs up there. How babies restful. know how to map read? I have no idea, but that's what I'm told. What? It's one of those facts that just gets thrown at you while you're pregnant. And you just take them yeah. all in and then pass them on to other people. <laughs> <laughs> and it all snowball. All these lies all snowball. Like the <laughs> Rachel thing. Yeah, Don't get your information from sitcoms. That's the, thing. <laughs> yeah. um, the second one was a lot easier because he had more of an idea. I think if I had a third now, he would like be able to but that is never going to happen in a million trillion years because I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> yeah. I, think I, was, I don't think any of us are bad, intentionally bad partners, but no, like no. I say, how, how do we know? Exactly. And of course, if someone's upset, you go to comfort them. So if you're lying in bed, sort of unable to sleep, go, no, oh, why don't I just stroke your hair and come next to you? Don't touch me! <laughs> <laughs> this has been How To Be A Dad, the pregnancy episode. In episode three... It's time to talk labour. So I was like, I'm not doing that. I, I can't do it. I can't cut skin. I can't just... And obviously, you know, Callie comes out and it's a, everyone's emotional and they're like, Daddy, are you going to come and cut the cord? And obviously I'm not going to be like, no. Like, so... <laughs> no word of a lie. I got my hands and knees. I clasped my hands and I, I like praying and I didn't stop until somebody walked back in that room. And I weren't crying, I was just beyond that. And I was just, hands were so tight. When she arrived, Olivia, I mean, I had a great, the birth and everything was a great day out. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I took like a little mini buffet and I saw all the nurses and things coming in to do a checks. I were kind of like, pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> How to be a dad podcast with Al Booth. For more information on parenting, or if you've got something to share, go to thedadsnet.com. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, that'd be really lovely if you can give us a five-star rating. That's like a treat. Um, you could subscribe and, and leave us a review. Just say hello. That'd be great. And we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> push, push. Push.